What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of The Torrent, a podcast giving you discussions on music, movies, TV, and video games. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined, as always, by Alan and Matt. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> 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 you just farted. <laughs> Are we, are we going with this? Are we starting? Yeah, no, keep going, going, keep going. Okay. No, we're going. Uh, Nick, what the hell's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> we're doing great, guys. Oh, How, are How are you? Fire it up right now, dude. Uh, I'm ready to do this, do this episode. Uh, and I'm here also, obviously. Yes. It's doing, weird man? that I farted before I even spoke in this episode, but... God, I hope you can hear it on it. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, Nick. It's going to uh, be a good episode. <laughs> um, how's your week, guys? Did anything uh, exciting happen? Uh, I saw Black Panther again for the second time. Wow, nice. Pretty pumped from the last podcast, so I wanted to see it again, you know, after all the discussion we had. So. You said, that was, I'm surprised you didn't really, uh, like you said you liked the movie, but it wasn't really your cup of tea, so I'm surprised you saw it twice. Yeah, well, you know, I had some friends who wanted to see it and stuff too. So, oh, okay, know, cool. Just kind of, it fell in, fell into place. Yeah, Working. yeah, yeah, for sure. It was kind of cool you, to see it again. Did you get a chance to see Black Panther? You know what? I I scheduled a few and they just fell through. It's, uh, just, it's been a long week, you know. I just, yeah, yeah. You know, it's been we've been all been so busy. So much <laughs> has happened since the last episode. Yeah, sure. I know. for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm glad we got to play Monster Hunter World again, though. That was sick. Yeah, that, that was game great. Was getting great, so real fun. You guys ready to jump into the weekly download? Oh, yeah. Yep. The weekly download. This week's weekly download is brought to you by House Hufflepuff. Are you probably a damn fine wizard, but everyone shits on you because you're too nice and your logo's a badger? Join House Hufflepuff today. <laughs> you know what? I got to Nick. All right. Hufflepuff is good. No, okay? dude. No, what did I just would say? Frodo have has, would he have delivered that ring if it weren't for Samwise? No. Samwise at one point literally carried him. Wait, you lo you lost me. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. That was like a. a he's character. comparing. He's comparing all sidekicks to being House Hufflepuff. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I assumed that was in the same universe. <laughs> I was like, Samwise was in House Hufflepuff. Right. So that was my um, <clears throat> analogy to saying why Hufflepuff is such a necessary character trait. Gotcha. Archetype, you know. <clears throat> yeah, because mm. everybody anyway, needs somebody mm. who's not super critical to the story, but seems critical. Yeah, got. Alan, go watch Lord of the Rings and tell me that. So Kingdom Come Deliverance, Nick. Uh, how's that going? Yeah, how's that game going? <laughs> um, have you guys seen coverage of this game yet? I mean, it's kind of like Skyrim meets uh, For Honor yeah. a little bit. It looks like the mechanics are a little For Honor-y. Um, I've heard you have to like remember to eat and sleep in this game. Really? Yeah. Like I don't know how you guys feel about this, but... Like, if I, I have to do that stuff in my everyday, I have to do that IRL, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to do that in a video game. You know, I don't want to have to remember to eat and sleep. Yeah, that's, that's a whole other level of realism right there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this game seems too much. It's also, it's like, it's single player. I just, I can't get into single player games. Mm. I would rather just do something else by myself. If I, I want to play video games with friends, or I don't want to play video games, so. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So that's some high praise for you two because I play video games with you guys more than anyone else. Damn. I feel honored. What a guy. What a guy. 
Thanks. <laughs> um, I know both of you are big Shadow of Colossus fans. Speaking oh, yeah. of single player, single player games. I know yeah. that's ironic. Well, yeah. you, you know, well, though, exception, I... exception every rule. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because, the, the, there's an exception to this exception. <laughs> Go on. Because <laughs> um, we played this whole game together, Alan and yeah. I, like in my room. Oh, okay. On PS2 when it first came out. Mm-hmm. We, we were alternate bosses, right? Yep. We yeah yep. we did. It was it was really fun and that was cool. So that was like an like Shadow of the Colossus was like an experience. I feel like so the fact that they're remaking it, I think is going to be very cool. Um, I probably won't get it. Right. Yeah, I mean, for but, most people, if you played the original, I can't see. That's how like I felt. unless you're a super fan of the game, I can't see too many people rebuying the game and to play it all over again just with better graphics. You know what I mean? Right. But if you haven't played yeah. the game, I mean, this is something you just have to get. It's it's a game that has withheld or withstood the t- test of time, and it's just still just as much fun to play now as it was when it came out back on the PlayStation Two. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that they've updated the graphics and made it look, you know, so much better. Uh, and kept the core gameplay the same. It's just if you haven't played Shadow of the Colossus, now is the time to get it and play it. So, you um, know. in terms of gaming mechanics, it's a lot like Monster Hunter World, like a little bit. Like it's you got to fight big monsters, or is it like more strategic? Uh, it's more strategic, so okay. it's less combat oriented and more of a. It's almost like a puzzle solver in, in, in a sort of way where you really have to explore the boss and understand the boss and his movements and figure out how to like find his weak points. So, okay, cool. There's I, no loot. There's no yeah. loot or anything. It's not really an RPG. Mm-hmm. But now that we're talking about it, if if you if like we all come visit or we all are hanging out for like a week together in like the summer or something like that, sure. I could I could see us buying this. Or like Dude, one absolutely. of us buying it so that we yeah. could play it. I think that would be really fun actually. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I've actually never played that game, so maybe maybe we'll do that. Yeah. It's like we're buying it this summer. <laughs> It's happened. After we just said we weren't going to buy it. I know, I was listening to that. I was like, you know what, actually, I probably would play that again. (laughs) Um, Have you guys seen the game Sea of Thieves? Yup. Getting nods on the video chat, yes. Yes, this This looks so cool. Yes. Um, I just, Alan Alan and I were just watching the video before we logged on, Matt, and I, I wasn't sure what to think about this game, but then I watched this video, and now I'm like full on... Let's go. Let's get a ship. Let's get let's get read on. Let's get wh- whoever. Get five of us, four of us, whoever. What we ever gotta do, and uh, get on a pirate ship and let's go loot and pillage and plunder stuff because that game looks awesome. Yeah, I think it looks very cool. There is another game. I think it's called Black Watch. Mm, okay. Um, I'll I'll double check. Yeah. No. Yeah. It is. is that yeah. it? There's yeah. another. It's like there's two big pirate games right now. Black Watch seems definitely more focused on the combat. Okay. Which Cool, because that combat looks good, but it's like similar where like one person is steering the ship, one person is like maybe spotting from the crow's nest, and someone is like loading cannons into everything mm-hmm. and like prepping them, and then one person or like a multiple people will be firing them, and like so you have to have like a whole team thing. And Sea of Thieves is similar to that, but it seems a little bit more casual and more RPG and like more. The vibe I was getting was it was almost like a like a. Blackwatch would be kind of PUBG, and this would sort of be like Fortnite, right? I was just oh, going to say that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, oh, wow. Yeah. And the graphic styles are pretty similar to those two games also. Yeah. See if these look kind of cartoonish a little. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it did a little bit. Yeah, a lot like more of, of a Fortnite feel for sure. So from my understanding of the, the video that I watched, you can you can get a quest. 
um, which it says like go find this treasure buried some on on some island or whatever. You and your buddies go sail out to this spot. There might be other teams on a boat that are also sailing to the spot and whoever gets there first you can either fight each other right away or if somebody's coming back from that mission you can steal their treasure and then take it and then go turn it in so it could ends up being this like this crazy back and forth type of thing you can um literally board the other people's ships there's sharks in the water if you jump in the water um apparently there's the kraken you run into at some point in this game like it looks crazy um i can't wait to play this game it comes out march 20th uh on xbox one and windows uh you think this is on our short list of things to play for sure dude i i can't see any way that we don't end up playing this yeah this sounds exactly like it's like got a co-op vibe it's multiplayer it's gonna have a lot of replayability i don't know how we would not end up playing yeah yeah definitely expect a a review of this game in the near future here definitely definitely cool cool Moving on to some movie news here. Um, Annihilation came out this weekend. Um, Alex Garland's the director, best known for Ex Machina. Uh, It's his movie follow-up starring Natalie Portman. It's getting some mixed reviews, but overall I think pretty good. It seems like it has the same energy as Arrival. Um, Kind of divisive film, really good sci-fi. Some people understand it, other people don't. Other people don't, rather. Um, I'm super interested to see this movie. What do you guys think? I um, So, actually, w- w- right before uh, I was talking with some people about this movie, I think this could be, like, m- one of my all-time favorite movies. Wow. And I think that's just my personal preference. I don't think everyone's going to feel that way, but it's it's got, like, some... Um, it's got, like, survival horror elements. Mm-hmm. It's got even some, like, nature biology type things, which I love because the shimmer is, like, this ever-expanding, like, weird world where, like, rules of biology are just kind of, like... There's, like, no rules, basically. And mm-hmm. um, I just... and It's just, like, kind of like a thriller. I just think it's going to have everything that I would really want in a movie. So, personally, I think it's going to be incredible, and I'm cool. going to really like it. But that's just cool. my personal take. What do you think, Alan? Yeah, I'm excited for it too. I love the alternate reality kind of feel that it has. It reminds me a lot of uh, uh, that Netflix show, Stranger Things, where you know there's a multi-dimensional kind of stuff going oh, on, and it crosses yeah, yeah, yeah. the real world, and you get that cool thing. And I, I, I just think it looks really interesting. I like Dax Machina, Machina a lot too, so yeah. I think it'll be be cool. cool. Um, and you know, as we see that one, I'm sure you'll see a review from us as well on that movie. Yeah, so definitely. All right, moving on to some music picks. What yeah, you got so, for me this week? Yeah, I threw a couple on here for this week. Uh, the first one is called uh, Mine by, I believe it's pronounced Bozzy. Uh This is just kind of a fun little song. Uh, got a nice poppy feel to it, nice flow to it, and uh, just cute kind of lyrics. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's got a Drake vibe to it. Yeah, he does have a little bit of like a Drake voice to him. It's kind of And I don't know if that's all of his songs or just this one in particular, but... Yeah, I'll have to listen to more of his stuff because I, I haven't heard too much else from this guy, but yeah. he's been getting kind of big, so... Yeah, I think cool. Matt would actually really like this one too if he gives it a listen. So for sure, uh, yeah, I will. I haven't heard it. Sounds yeah. great. Yeah, it's it's short, so it's nice. And my second pick uh, for again the country fans out there is called "Yours" by Russell Dickerson. Uh, so my two picks are mine and yours. Or those of you that <laughs> didn't pick up on that. That's uh, this is a, a newer country song, um, and it has kind of the I like it because it has a pretty much the same message as the previous song, "Mine," but they're told in two completely different ways you know mine is very kind of hood 
uh, in your face, a little sexual and stuff. And then yours is very just cute country, uh, goody feel to it. So similar message told in two different ways. So nice. Look at that a little, a little extra layer on that song picks yeah. this week. I like it. <laughs> um, mine was a song called Saturdays featuring Haim by Twin Shadow. This dropped on Spotify uh, on Friday. It's kind of a throwback vibe to it. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to describe. I can't pick up what era it comes from, but it's definitely got an older, older style vibe to it. Um, with a great beat. It almost reminds me of like uh, a song Bruno Mars would throw out there, you know, just like kind of a, a throwback jam. I thought it was really, really good. So yeah. I encourage everyone to check out Saturdays by Twin Shadow. Nice. Um, my pick is called Stay by Chet Porter featuring Chelsea Color. Pretty sure I've had songs by both of them on this podcast before. They're Wait, two Chelsea of my Co- favorites. They're just so good. And then they have a song together. It's not a new song. I think it came out last year, but um, it's just really catchy, kind of upbeat. You feel good listening to it. It's awesome. Listen to anything Chet Porter does. He's got really cool stuff. Cool. Oh, he does remix of Broccoli, and it's so awesome. It's like a Disney princess remix. It's Wait, so... bro- Broccoli, like the DRAM song? Yes. Dude. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and it's like got all this like upbeat like stuff in the background. It's so cool. It's like a oh, really, really awesome. Uh... I gotta listen to that. Yeah, Chet Porter is so cool. And I saw him live. Oh, really? Yeah, in D.C. He was really good. Nice. Was that recent? Um, not really. Some last year. Oh, okay. But, yeah, he's he's one of my all-time favorites. Cool. Um, as always, if you want to get in touch with us, we're at the Torrent Pod on Twitter and Facebook and the Torrent Podcast at gmail.com. And, as always, you can listen to us on anywhere podcasts are found. All right. So, Nick, what are we talking about today? Yeah, jumping into the main topic. I w- thought we would discuss a little bit about uh, music apps and cons- and music consumption. How are we listening to music? What's I wanted to give some. I wanted to kind of go over, you know, where we were to where we are now in terms of music. And then um, Matt has some cool little resources for us to check out that we can listen to music to now, besides um, the main streaming stuff. So, um, m- music has changed over the last couple decades. Uh, you know, from going from forty-fives uh, to to full-on records to uh, cassette tapes to uh, CDs to mini discs to uh, iPods and and Zunes, uh, downloading music through Napster and LimeWire, and then torrenting, which we touched on before, uh, and then Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, all that jam. We've come a long way uh, in listening to music. What programs do you guys use the most right now? Good question. Okay. I um, still have my my MP3 player, my Zune. Yeah. Um, the software is no longer being supported, but it still works. Um, so, And I actually just recently downloaded a ton of songs to put on there. I have like almost 4,500 songs on there. Wow. I'm still updating it. So I use my Zune a lot. I use my MP3 player a lot. Other than that, I mostly use Spotify now because I have Spotify Premium. So. Right. Those are my two big ones because I when I find a song on Spotify, that's how I find my most of my Spotify mm-hmm. and the playlist that they make for you, and then I'll put it on my Zoom and listen to it over and over again on there. So sure, that's what I'm using. Nice. Yeah, and Spotify has been a big player for me too. I mean, that's where I pretty much transitioned almost all my listening over to. Yeah. Uh, before that, I was using Pandora for a while because it was just kind of cool to have something that could just pick songs for you and you just put on a radio station. Don't have to really have to worry about it. How are you yeah, guys I, with um, 
actual physical not or not physical but like actual mp3 files like for a while there i was trying to create a whole library like i have a whole hard drive with music on there like i was trying to create an actual mp3 library just like stuff i ripped from cds i bought uh any music i could find by however means that i've gathered over the years and then yeah i was just like you guys i started getting on spotify a little bit and i have spotify premium and now i'm kind of like i don't have any actual mp3 music files on my phone it's all spotify i just make a playlist i download the playlist and then i add or subtract to it at at my leisure so okay so that's the that's the big trend that everyone's doing now is that it's so accessible and you can stream every you you know sometimes you don't even have to pay like you can just listen to ads every once in a while yeah so no one's really like no like so that's why we're seeing a trend from people illegally downloading music um to just people to, to that not happening anymore you can just like download it on itunes if you want to or you can just listen to it for a streaming website like that mm-hmm. i still i still actually get cds uh for christmas i got the vanessa carlton greatest hits right so that's in my car right now um but i i really like having an mp3 version of uh, of the songs and uh i like to put it on my zoom and stuff like that i like to have it so that even if we're in the middle of nowhere there's no cell reception or whatever i could just listen to it if i want i like owning do you guys like having the physical CD in your hands? Like, do you still like the feeling you get when you get a new CD and kind of you, you admire the album art a little bit? You open it up, you look at the booklet. Same thing with like vinyls. Like, I feel like there's just kind of an allure there of having like, you get a nice, you get a nice vinyl with a sweet album. Oops, just hit the mic there. Uh, it's a sweet album art. And you have inside the booklet, it has like all the lyrics. Like, you wouldn't even know half the lyrics back in the day if you didn't have that booklet. You know what I mean? Like, you were just guessing at the lyrics. Well, yeah. How do you guys feel? I mean, I still get CDs just because I like to see the people, and I, I think CDs are cool. But there's just—it's so easy now where I can just make my own. It's so rare for me to find a CD. Like, yep, I like every. Um, so I just like to be able to pick and choose and like own my own MP3s of it. So like in my Zune software, I have every song that I really love, and I have my own playlist there and stuff. So when people are over and we're listening, I can just make my own playlist by or whatever. I like that. So cool. How do you nice. feel about that, Alan? Yeah, I I think w- it's cool to have Spotify where you have things just kind of on demand on your fingertips. But I just remember uh, I was never big into collecting songs and having a lot of stuff stored myself. But I remember you were always huge into it, Matt. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the greatest things that ever happened was you gave me your whole entire oh. Zoom library. And it was like the holy <laughs> grail of music for me for like the longest time where I was just like, I have all these songs available to me now. And they've all been kind of like sorted through by you and you just had everything right there like that you had filtered through and it was just the coolest thing ever. So I mean, it's kind of those days where it was, you know, you could, you could have those physical files and actually, uh, have somebody else that kind of went through them and listened to them for you and stuff. So cool. I like that. For sure. I think Spotify allows that now because you can just make like, you can just make a playlist and share it. So I feel yeah. like that's, that's what I really like about the new, this shift in music and it's in the music now. And that's yeah, cool. for sure. Yeah. Um, vinyls are coming back in a big way why do you think that is is it just kind of like a nostalgia thing our our generation seems to be obsessed with nostalgia for some reason is that part of it or is it do you think think it's another reason why vinyls are coming back i think it is kind of cool it's kind of classy and interesting um people say people say like oh well the music quality is it's better than cds and digital stuff like that that's just i i think that's just not true though cds i'm pretty sure um is like the best quality or like if you download it um like 
FLAC, like a flak L type. Mm-hmm. That's the best quality. And a lot of the stuff we listen to those songs don't even take advantage of it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Like um, if you're listening to a song on an iPhone speaker, you're obviously it doesn't matter. On most headphones, um, like it doesn't even really matter that much. But if you have like really classy speakers or you have like like those like professional uh, like monitor headphones that like professional producers use, that's when you can really hear the good difference in quality. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think it's literally just kind of in in a good way. I think it's kind of gimmicky. It's just kind of neat. Um, I think that's what it is because the sound quality is not better. I would I'm going to push back a little bit on that. I think um, I do hear a, a definite tonal difference. There's a certain warmth when you listen to a vinyl that's you just don't get on a CD. Um, my brother has a record player and he's he plays some some albums every once in a while around the house um, and it, it it sounds a little different. Now granted he doesn't have the best speakers, but like um, the difference is is big enough to me where I think there is some some subtleties to the music file or whatever's playing that I think maybe some people could say they like more than the more tingy sound of a like a digital file. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. so the, so I agree with what you're saying. And and I don't have a vinyl, so I've not actually heard it. But from what I understand is that the the technology that was used for turntables, mm-hmm. um, I mean, obviously, like what you listen to on a computer, it can be can be miles and miles above that technology that runs turntables and vinyls. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And so if you've got good speakers and you're listening to a high quality and sound with like a good whatever like rate like bit rate or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how that could compete with the quality. I don't know how a vinyl could com- keep, compete with the quality of like digital music on a computer speakers because okay. that is like limitless. I right. Um, and maybe it could be that just like most music is at a certain level, and the vinyl is just like higher or like the one that you good one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I so I, I um that's interesting. I'll have to I'll have to hear that sometime. Okay. Yeah, and that's to kind of touch cool. on. On Nick's note, uh, I hadn't really listened to like a vinyl in a really long time either. And I went to my friend Levante's house recently, and uh, he was playing uh, some kind of older hits. Uh, so he was playing uh, some old Bob Marley and some old Motown stuff, and he was playing it on a record player. And there was just something about listening to that older music in the style of which it was created. You know, it was created on on a vinyl record that it almost kind of took you back a little bit, and you felt you felt the music a little bit more because you yes. felt you're hearing it in the time period in which it was created. Yes. And there's like sort of something kind of magical happening there where, yes, I don't know if maybe music today is a little bit different because, you know, you hear things a lot better so they can be a fuller sound. And so maybe uh, record producers or um, music producers designed for that. Whereas in those days, you know, you knew you were recording on a vinyl, you knew it sounded good on a vinyl. And so it was actually really interesting to hear that music played in such a way that it was designed to play on. So it, it was, it was cool. And that could go back right to our discussion we had about rock music. Like the music today is more produced with computers. So it's going to sound better as a digital file or on a CD. Maybe to your point, Alan, using, I don't know, uh, instruments, you know what I mean? Like uh, physical instruments, maybe they just, it captures certain things just way better on a, on a vinyl. I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing here, but. Um, I agree. There's a there's a certain magic to listening on a vinyl, on some records for sure. Right. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, maybe that is maybe like it's not even a music quality thing. Maybe it's just like a 
you just like you feel it more i don't know who knows yeah that's cool though yeah. i i definitely want to listen to uh listen to that that sounds cool i've also yeah. noticed the speed uh sound speed is a little different on a vinyl like mm-hmm. um my brother i got my brother a john mayer album because he's a big fan of john mayer for for christmas and i know i know a ton of john mayer songs and i was listening to uh, one of the songs, I think it was like Vultures or something, and I noticed like the tempo was a little different. I got, it was a little bit faster, and the, his voice is a little bit higher than it normally was. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Translating it to a vinyl with record speed, and you know, you get into the science of it of how it's playing the sound. You're like, oh, okay. So it does it does sound a little bit different depending on what, pl- what platform you're playing it on. It was interesting. Yeah, that is cool. Um. So one thing that's very cool now about like the, there's like different websites and different ways to experience music now. Yeah. So um so there are a few apps that I think are very cool that I that I have been using and I guess I would recommend you check out. Cool. One that's super unique and and weirdly weirdly cool is called Eight Tracks. Um, eight, like the number eight tracks. Mm-hmm. And so basically what that means is you, um, people make playlists that, that usually will like fit a mood. Um, and so they'll make a playlist and, uh, you can, you can listen to it. And somehow like I make playlists and some, I just feel like a, a large number of people listen to them and I feel like that wouldn't happen normally. So I don't know how they distribute it, but people listen to everyone else's stuff. And, um, and it's very cool because the themes are neat. Like I found some of my favorite songs ever on, um, eight tracks just randomly listening to like different playlists people have made and it's fun you get to make your own and um, that shows you how many people listen to it and how many people loved it and people comment on it and stuff and um i know spotify might be like overshadowing eight tracks a little bit because you can do the same thing there but i feel like i'll make a playlist on spotify i won't know if anyone's even listening to it no one will comment on it or anything eight tracks is like a community like that and it's very cool so mm. um so I would recommend checking that one out. I remember you mentioned Atrax is a good site for, um, like, if you like a particular song with a certain sound, there'll be playlists that, um, not necessarily the band might not be the exact same, but they might have a song that's very similar in tone and style mm-hmm. to this type of song. So if you're looking for, like, let's say you like, I don't know a Chet Porter song or whatever. And I don't, I haven't listened to enough Chet Porter, but like if he's got a certain, uh, sound to him and you want to hear people with that similar sound. Oh, like we were talking, uh, we like DJ snake for a while and his little, mm-hmm. uh, uh, his little trap beats he throws in there. If you wanted something specific like that, you can use that site to cu- kind of curate all the songs that are just like that. Sort of. It's so not necessarily like all the songs. It's just like people would make playlists. And yeah, it would be, that's what I mean. And they would be yeah. Okay, so so yeah, you're right. Because they would be compiled by people. And so I know we've got Spotify, which is like if you like this, listen to this. Right. But it's all by um like algorithms and computers. And Pandora yeah. was pretty good about that, I think. But um, this is like people. So there's like the you know the human um component that mm-hmm. I think makes a tracks cool because sometimes I listen to a song and be like that's not very similar but I just get like a very similar vibe mm-hmm. and you just like you just like it so sometimes you'll find people and they'll just make great playlists so cool um yeah it's a very cool community it's a nice site I like that um the other one is SoundCloud which is really cool I think a lot of people if you're looking for like electronic music the best um, electronic music is usually on SoundCloud. All of my original tracks are on SoundCloud, so shameless <laughs> plug there. But um, 
Does that include the uh, intro and outro? It yep. does, okay. actually. Oh, it nice. does. So thank you, wanna, you for that. You want to give your your feed a plug real quick? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. I th- on SoundCloud, my name is just Matt Beebe, B-E-E-B-E. And um, um, it's like soundcloud.com slash M-B-B. Cool. So you can check that out. It's pretty cool. Um, but that site is neat because there's a ton of different songs. You can really find some like, underground stuff that like these people are just like literally kids. Literally. I have been listening to this one song that's awesome. This girl's 19 years old and she's in Ireland. Like I don't like it's so cool. So um um so there's a lot of really cool stuff on SoundCloud. Um it's, it's really big. There is like a like a paid service now, like SoundCloud Go. It's cool. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't really support that. Um but SoundCloud is very cool. You can find awesome stuff. You can comment on stuff. You can follow people. That's great. Um, and then the last one, which is kind of like SoundCloud, but a little different, is like still underground. It's um, it's called Bandcamp, and it's still um, still like a lot of like lesser known don't have record labels, but they can put all of their albums up on Bandcamp, and you can buy them through there. And I'm pretty sure. I would, I would really, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that they get a lot of the band camp from them. So it's just very cool. It's like a way to support the people, original artists, help them keep doing what they're doing. And you can find good stuff on there. So I recently spent like $40. I know I didn't get, well, that's right. (laughs) But yeah, so um, those three sites that are just kind of changing the way we listen to music are eight tracks, SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Cool. Um, so with all the streaming, um, you know, artists, I think, had to change kind of their how they make all their money. And I know, you know, artists now, they'll go on tour. And I think that's where a lot of their proceeds and their, their profit come from is actually going on tour and performing concerts. Um, how, how are you guys seeing streaming affect, you know, downloads and streaming kind of affect uh, tourists, uh, artists as a whole? Yeah, I mean, on your point. Obviously, streaming is a, is a lot different than selling records. And even back in the day, artists weren't seeing a ton of the profits from records. A lot of it was just going to the label or going to the producers of the record. Um, but even compared to streaming nowadays, they're getting you know fractions of a cent uh, per play is actually going to the artist. Yeah. Uh, so streaming has really taken a lot of the money away from artists and even record labels that they would have used they would have gotten in, in sales of uh, CDs and records and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like you said, the tour going on tours, uh, selling tickets as far as that goes is a big way. And some artists are even, you know, kind of trying to protest streaming a bit. Uh, they'll, they'll take their, um, songs off of Spotify. You know, Taylor Swift was a big example of this where, uh, she didn't want her stuff being up on Spotify because she didn't really support the streaming and didn't right. want people, you know, not buying her CD or, uh, for whatever reason. So, right. Um, how do you guys feel about that? About artists holding out? Like, I know it's within their right; they they can do whatever they want. But like, when you have an artist such as big as I don't know Taylor Swift, and you know, you got to try to keep keep people happy. I guess to hold your stuff off of Spotify, I think it's a little. I don't know. For, I mean, if they're really big, like Taylor Swift, I think it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of yeah. dramatic. Yeah. For like those smaller people that really need, you know, want to build up hype and stuff, I think that's good for them. And I kind of like the approach that she's taken recently and Kanye's done this too, where it takes almost the same kind of model that a movie takes, where they do a very limited release. 
Maybe they have their stuff come out on just one streaming service uh, and you have to pay for it. Or they have their album drop and there's a two-week period where it doesn't really show up anywhere. Where if you really want to hear it or you know you really want to go see that movie, you go to the theater and see it. Or you go to the specific streaming uh, service or go by the CD in stores and you hear it. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, you wait like you would for a movie to come out on Netflix or a movie to come out on a rental to get it cheaper or get it in a different way. Yeah. And I don't think, I think it, it is kind of a weird trend, but I think it was one that sort of makes sense. You know, it's something that is a little more controlled on the release and uh, make sure that people who really want to hear it, get to hear it first and uh, support the artist a little bit. So sure. No, I haven't followed the money. I like, I don't know where all our, Spotify, like we're all Spotify premium users. I don't know what our money is actually going besides, you know, preventing ads and allowing all the extra features on the site. But I would assume some of that money is going to paying for uh, certain artists to be on Spotify for us to listen to. So I would think it'd be Spotify's in and and companies like Spotify, their prerogative to try to get these big name artists on their website for us to stream almost immediately. You know what I mean? Like, New Music Friday on a on Spotify is huge. Like all the new releases, new music drops. Everyone's listening to all the new albums that drop out. So I wouldn't. I guess I don't really understand why Spotify wouldn't and and people like you know things like Spotify wouldn't want to have big artists or you know drop music on their site right away. Right. Yeah, and I'm sure there's some some lobbying and politics that go in there. It, yeah. It's the same thing with Netflix. You know, you don't see a big movie. Uh, right away or sometimes even at all you know the i know disney is trying to pull out of netflix because they want to be doing their own thing and it's you know anytime that there's money involved there's going to be some kind of pull one way or another from companies so for sure yeah so i guess we'll have to see what you know what's on the horizon for us in terms of uh in terms of all this um any last uh comments or thoughts on music apps um, I don't know. I, just, I think it's cool. I like that there's a lot of new, more accessible now. I, I think I like the, the shift that things are going in. So I think it's very cool. Exciting. Cool. Yeah, I think it's they've done a good job of making it more appealing to the consumer to listen to music. You know, you don't have to buy a full CD. You can listen to a song or you can just not listen to them at all and still have a, have a limitless library of songs that you can listen to instead. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, so next time on the podcast... Uh, we're going to be talking about StarCraft. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of the classic RTS. And uh, you guys want to do another draft? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's been forever, so. Hell yeah. In honor of StarCraft, I think we're going to do an RTS draft. So we're going to be picking our team, quote unquote, of uh, the best, our, what we think are the best um uh, RTS is out there. There's a whole bunch of them. We got a lot to choose from, so hopefully we can get solid teams. How do you guys want to uh, pick draft order this time? Another Ooh. Rocket League match? Do you want to do... Oh, we should do something different. We should do okay. something different. Killing Floor? How would, how how we, should would we do, do Killing Floor? We should floor? play an RTS or something. We should play like Ooh. Warcraft 3 or something, right? No, StarCraft. StarCraft, StarCraft. Oh, Starcraft. Oh, yeah, we could play StarCraft 2. <laughs> Nick, do you have that? I don't have StarCraft 2, no. Um, I can find something it... like easy and free. Yeah, I mean StarCraft One, I think is free now, right? Ooh, yeah, but that's really—it's like old. It's—it's it's dated. <laughs> it's hard to get the hang of that. We'll 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 find an RTS and we'll. All right. Yeah. We'll. Uh, yeah, we'll let you guys know for sure. But uh, be on awesome. the lookout for that RTS draft next time on the Torrent Podcast. 
Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Well, that's it for this episode of The Torrent. Thank you all for listening. Download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast service. If you want to get in contact with us, feel free to send us an email, thetorrentpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Torrent Pod. We'll see you guys next time.